And today is the day the clocks changed. So now it is 8.30. This time yesterday would have been 7.30. In France it's <coughs> already 9.30. These days are always good opportunities, ideal opportunities, to reflect on conventions. We all agree the clocks change by an hour, and thus it is. It's a human agreement. We say 8.30, These numbers, designations, they are created for human convenience. But we forget that there isn't really anything there. Conventions are conjured into being for the purposes of living together, functioning, relating with each other as human beings and with the natural world. They need to mesh with the laws of nature, but they're completely separate from that, overlaid. We say, there's 24 hours in the day, 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. But who says? We inherited those divisions of time from the Sumerians a few thousand years ago. Why 60? Why not 50? A couple of hundred years ago, somebody wanted to create a a 37-hour clock. Why not? When we don't reflect upon conventions and these human agreements, then we take them to be solid and real. Silabat Upadana, clinging to conventions, to forms, to structures. Therefore, it's important to bring attention to the conventions that, that we live with, that form a, a framework for our lives, time, clothing, activities, work, relationships, social order. So many conventions we live with. We take them for for granted. We give them automatic value. And we forget. These are just human agreements. There's something we've decided. This person wears this color. This person wears that color. This person has a degree. This person is a doctor. This person has no degree. What day is it? Say Sunday. The seven-day week is a human creation, loosely based on the, the turning of the moon, but not completely. The seven-day week and its names, Sunday and Monday, named after the sun and moon, 
Tew was a, a Norse war god. Wednesday, Woden's Day is the the uh, the warrior chieftain, the king of the of the Norse gods. Thor is the god of thunder. Freya, the wife of Woden, on Friday. Saturday, we're off with the Romans. Saturn, one of the Roman gods. Where do these names come from? They even translated them into Thai when they, the Thai government adopted the seven-day week. They created their own versions of Sunday, Monday. Woden's day became Buddha day. One put Wednesday. Manchan, moon day is for Monday. Notice how we create forms and structures take them to be absolutely real. Time, identity, social position, age. We invest the patterns of experience with our own thinking, with memory, with opinion, with habit. Alampocha pointed to this over and over again. Kong Samut, conventional truth, and Kong Vimut, ultimate truth, or the liberative truth. If we don't understand the truth of conventions, how the mind creates them, calls this good or bad, tall or short, then we're always tied to them. The heart becomes identified with those conditions. Elated when they take a shape that we like, approve of. Depressed and upset when they take a shape that we don't like, don't approve of. Is this temple, is this a big building? Is it big or is it small? What do we compare it to? We can say, oh, it's big. It's bigger than my room in the Vihara, bigger than my Kuti. It's big. Compare it to the whole of the Milky Way galaxy, it's kind of small. Compare it to the size of an electron, it's really big. So, is a temple big or small? Are we old or young, tall or short? Is an hour a long time or a short time? If the body's uncomfortable, we have to sit still because of the conventions of a meditation period, following the standards of not shuffling around or changing our posture in a reactive way. An hour can be an incredibly long time compared to the age of the universe, it's very short. An hour compared to 13, 14 billion years, it's not much. You compare the age of the universe, or this current universe, with the, the stretches of time talked about in Buddhist cosmology, 
then the beginning of one kalpa, one big bang to the present moment, is just a finger snap, not much, compared to the incalculably vast reaches of time you find in the stories of cosmology. Compared to a second, an hour might seem really long. How long is a second? Long or short? What do you compare it to? So these considerations of scale might seem a bit technical or dry or remote, but look how they affect us what we call long or short, a long time or short time, big or small. We forget that we're measuring things by our habits, the human scale of our familiar sensory world. The official measurement of a second is several hundred million vibrations of a cesium atom. An exact second is so many, so many vibrations of a, an atom of cesium at a particular temperature. That's what a second is. A one vibration is a, a millionth, a tiny microscopic part of a second. Is that long or short? What do you compare it to? It's useful to reflect in these kind of ways, to notice the daily judgments we make about beautiful or ugly, right and wrong, appropriate, inappropriate. How much is just the habit of thinking? Our human agreements. It's not as though the conventions are not useful, that we wear particular colors to designate our particular role in the community, our commitment. We use conventions skillfully. We hold them, but we don't cling to them. This is the distinction that Lumpacha would always make. Letting go of conventions isn't defying them. You don't ignore the social standards of appropriate behavior, appropriate speech, actions which are compassionate and kind, sensitive, respectful. But those actions are carried out, those conventions are used with wisdom. We hold, but don't cling. We pick up a convention like bowing or chanting, seniority, the ropes we wear, the things we do, arriving at a particular time, leaving at a particular time. We use the conventions, but don't give them a false solidity, a false absoluteness. We see these are just agreements here for our own convenience, here to support the holy life to function in the world. 
if we say all Dhamma is timeless, every clock is bound, there is no time at Amravati, it would be very difficult to arrange things. Times, how would we get together? Times to eat, times to tidy up, times to do anything. Be chaotic, confusing, give rise to all kinds of conflict and and irritation. So we use the convention of time. This is our job today. This is the time we show up. This is the meditation routine. This is when we show up. This is when it ends. We learn to hold, but not cling. Use the conventions and see through them. Recognize these are these are transparent, empty. But they have a, a value in terms of us living together as human beings. And when we can relate to conventions with skill, with wisdom then the heart is much more spacious than the conventions that we use, the precepts that we keep, the the robes that we wear, the schedules that we follow. In a mysterious way, when we, we recognize that conventions are only human agreements, they don't create a sense of limitation or frustration. We use them with respect, with care, with sensitivity, time, space, social roles, relationships. We find they don't create any boundary, any limit, any burden. The heart is not being born into them. Therefore, without being born, there's no agitation. There's no stress or distress. The conventions are picked up and used. Time, place, activities, role, who leads, who follows. And there's no limitation on our freedom. No burden, no stress. This is the skillful use of conventions, skillful relationship to the material world, to human agreements, social order. Then the the structures that we use, the, the precepts, the routines, the meditation practices, then they all serve that one purpose of freeing the heart from delusion. They're not a cause of identity identification. They're not a thing to be, being a monk, being a nun, being a layperson, being a long-term lay resident, being a visitor. They're not an identity. They're a skillful means. That's all. During the, this day, take this as an opportunity to explore how big is a room? 
Is a second a long time or a short time? An hour, long or short? What makes it long? What makes it short? What makes us healthy or sick? What makes us old or young? What makes us successful or a failure? These are just judgments the mind makes and then gets born into. So we pick them up, explore those areas where the mind gets born, the judgments it makes as absolute, solid. To see there, from its own side, this building doesn't have any size. Size doesn't apply. Long and short don't really apply. The mind adds these judgments. But it doesn't have to. It can see through those. And notice the effect, the change of heart that is brought about when those conventions are seen through. Notice that, feel that. And quality of ease and spaciousness when there's a recognition, oh, this is just what the mind adds to it. It calls this small. It calls this big. So? It calls this long. It calls this short. So? It calls this beautiful. It calls that wrong. So? And let that spaciousness that ease be fully acknowledged, fully known. This is the way the heart is freed from that silabhat upadana, clinging to conventions, clinging to identities. And how delightful, how peaceful. As the Buddha said, to be free of the conceit I am, that is nibbana here and now. To let go of those I am's, those conceivings, the conventions of who and what we are. How peaceful, how delightful to see those are intrinsically empty. There's no thing there. 